0: Stories open our mind and world to possibilities, opportunities and realities. Some stories inspire you. Some stories define you. Some stories create you. Some stories nurture you. Some stories pose the questions. Some stories provide the answers. Some stories take you to a dream world. Some stories bring you back to the real world. Welcome to the podcast Story Pod with Nishila. In this show, you can tune into stories from amazing people across the world. Through these stories, you will listen to ideas that matter, real world insights, and positive inspiration. I am Nishila Murti Kaushik, Chief Marketing Officer at HFS, and your host for this podcast. In the series, The Shiro Diaries, you will listen to stories of women leaders across the globe, their personal life and career journey, choices and decisions which influence them, and reflections from these experiences. Are you ready for stories that can change your life? My guest for today's podcast is Stacy Simpson. Stacy is the Chief Marketing Officer of GenPack as well as the global leader of corporate responsibility and diversity, equity, and inclusion. She leads global marketing and communications with a focus on further strengthening the company's awareness, perception, and reputation to drive growth. She is also a champion for building and nurturing purpose-led organizations that drive positive change for all stakeholders. She serves as a catalyst for making GemPact one of the most diverse, equitable, inclusive, and socially responsible companies in the world. Our first segment of the podcast is Know Your Shiro. Here, we get to know our featured Shiro, we talk about backstories which helped her get here, and forward-looking stories on where she is headed. We'll start, Stacy, with an interesting question. It's a fun way to get to know you a little better. If you had to describe yourself with adjectives, starting with the letters of your name, what would they be? Thanks, Nichella, for having,
1: uh, for having me here. Um, so S for storyteller. Um, for me, story is how we navigate the world. So this idea of finding and unlocking stories is essentially in every fiber of my being. T is for tireless. Um, I'm sure some of the people on my team would uh, maybe hope that I was a little less tireless on some days, but I think that that's very core to who I am. Uh, A for authentic, C for compassionate. I think that compassion and empathy are at the core of of how I navigate uh, relationships and organizations. And so for me, that compassion and empathy is very important. And I'm going to go with for why young. Um, It doesn't matter what the what what my what my age is. I think that I I constantly see myself as as young and at the beginning of my career and I see all of the possibilities ahead so maybe young should actually be young at heart wow
0: I love the way you've introduced yourself Stacy. Uh, it's a story in itself and it's truly truly fascinating uh, you know as you described each word I just felt I got to know a little bit about the spirit of what Stacy is all about so thank, thank you. you for that lovely introduction thank you Stacey, let's do a time travel together. And, uh, you know, I'd like to kind of, you know, take you back to your childhood. If you had to dwell a little bit about what was the role of your family in shaping your belief systems and outlook to life, that will be a good way to get to know you a little better.
1: Sure. I mean, quite honestly, I think my, my family... And my upbringing is has all the influence on on how I see the world and what I believe in. And if I just think about the some of the most important people in my life, my mom for me is a, is really where I uh, I got my confidence and the loyalty and curiosity. So she embodies all of those things for me and frankly, for my entire family. My dad uh, is really about generosity and empathy. He's one of the most generous and and kind of heart. People you would you would ever meet. He's he's the type of person that if he had a dollar in his pocket and he saw that you were in need, he'd figure out how to give you a dollar fifty. Um, and my sisters, I have I have two sisters. Uh, for me, that is about unconditional love and support. It's 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 where I actually got my very first taste of what that, that unconditional support looks like. And having two people, two women in this case, um. Um, see you and hear you and and know and know that they're there for you. All of those things, I think, have fundamentally shaped who I am and what I believe in.
0: That's wonderful to hear, Stacey. Um, you know, I think a lot of who even I am has been shaped by my upbringing and uh, my experiences in the formative years of my life. Uh, but I also believe in my personal case, education has played a very, very important role in where I stand today. So what is your view of how education has probably shaped your life and career path and the importance of education? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I I do think education is incredibly important um, and there's no question
1: it it has played a huge role. Uh, For me, education also takes all forms. So if I think about traditional education as you think about school, um, you know, Syracuse, I was trained as a broadcast journalism, as a broadcast journalist, and that essentially informed much of how I process information and how I build stories and how I connect dots. So that for me was was a really foundational piece of how I navigate the, the world that I am in. And then I talk about education in other places, right? Every day I, I learn. I learn every single day. And frankly, that's how I look at roles that excite me. If I know that I can come in and learn every single day, that's what excites me to keep coming back and keep doing what I do.
0: So for me, education is huge, but education is in, is in all forms. That's a great way to look at learning, Stacey. I truly believe that, you know, lifelong learning is important for all of us. And, uh, you know, if you're like an eternal student of life or life, that's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. So it's wonderful to see how you're embodying that spirit in your everyday life. Uh, Stacey, let's talk a little bit about your professional journey. Uh, could you share some of the highlights of your career and talk about some of the career choices and decisions which uh, you know helped you to get to where you are today? Sure. So I've spent I've spent almost all of the last twenty five
1: years um, in technology, specifically doing communications and marketing um, for technology and really tech in all forms and flavors, right? So whether it was big tech, you know, I I worked for IBM uh, much earlier in my my career um, or media and internet. Um, I spent a number of years uh, at IAC where at any given time, you know, we owned a hundred or so of the most influential um, internet and, and media brands. Um, to digital media in the, in the agency environment, and frankly, where we are now to digital business transformation with Genpack. So tech in so many different complexions. And what I love about the world of technology, and frankly, the function of communications and marketing, is that from role to role, you can continue to build on what you know, but you get to experience it in a fundamentally different way with each company and with each industry. And for me, I've had no real roadmap other than a few sort of pillars, if you will, or principles that have always stood out for me. One is is I follow my natural curiosity. So if something is incredibly intriguing to me, that's what I find exciting. If 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 I see that there's a thousand unanswered questions, that's incredibly exciting to me because I know I can continue to ask questions and navigate through that environment. Um, I always do what scares me. Um, Anytime I have a choice between something that I know for certain I can do and something that has a little bit of risk, I always go with the thing that scares me because that's how I know uh, I'm finding new dimensions of my capabilities. Um, I lean into disruption. I love industries that are either being disrupted or the companies that are disrupting them, and I have a, a, my whole history. I've always chosen to come and work with disruptors because I I, I love the ethos and the energy and the excitement um, of of being surrounded by people who are trying to get in there and make a real difference in whatever industry they're in. And related to that, I always look for the smartest people I can find, and then I join them. Because when you join a bunch of smart people, you know that exciting, crazy things are going to happen.
0: Wow, Stacey, that's such an interesting and um, I think very different way to look at, you know, navigating career. The second segment of the podcast is my personal favorite. We talk unfiltered stories about leadership, skills, life choices, Career decisions and people that matter. We also dwell into ideas about how to build diverse and inclusive organizations. First of all, congratulations for your new and expanded role of being uh, the CMO, the DNI champion, and uh, you know leading even the CSR initiatives. Uh, could you talk a little bit about, you know, what this role entails? And I'm specifically interested in understanding uh, what DEI is all about. Sure, absolutely.
1: And thank you. Um, I'm actually really excited to, uh, to take on both our social responsibility and our diversity, equity, and inclusion work. And I do think, um, you know, for us, when we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, for a very long time, we at GemPAcT were on the diversity and inclusion track, and and on gender diversity in particular, I'm, I'm actually quite proud, tremendously proud of of the progress and and the work uh, that GemPAcT has done over the years. Even long before I I got here, um, GemPAcT was on that journey. But when we really look back at the last you know year and a half that we've all that we've all lived through, um, one thing became very clear to us as we were really as we were thinking about um the racial diversity dimension, we realized that it's not just about racial diversity, but it's about creating environments that are equitable, where everybody feels they have a place and they can bring their whole self. So it's only in the last year that we added, equity to diversity equity and inclusion because without it we felt like we were we were actually solving uh for some sets of issues but we weren't solving holistically for all of it. And so I think that that one word change uh, first of all was quite deliberate but also has really um refocused our efforts in making sure that everything we do supports an environment um that 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 all of our people can 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 find themselves in and can see a path for themselves and, and creating a culture that supports that. And then, of course, on the CMO side, you know, that's something that uh, I've, you know, I've, I've spent my entire career in communications and, and marketing. Um, so that for me is is obviously something I've been doing at Genpack for, for some time and is my, my, my true passion in building and shaping a brand and how a company is experienced in the market. Um, and so bringing those two things together for me, Um, is incredibly powerful.
0: Absolutely. So Stacey, what's the best part about being the CMO? So I I love
1: the ability to really shape um, how a a company and a brand is, is experienced in the world, right? To know that you're playing this role in carving out our place in the industry the value that we bring to clients and the impact that we can have on the world that combination of things is is incredibly powerful um, and for me it's it's a it's exciting right because you can come in every day and you can see the world of possibilities you can see the art of the possi- uh, of the possible and and for me we we've, we've already talked about sort of this following our our curiosity and I think that as the CMO, it's in my job description <laughs> to to follow that natural curiosity and find the places, the conversations um, that we can and must occupy in the market and with our clients. My job and the job of my of our of our team is to take risks, and uh, so I think it's it's looking at at all of the opportunities ahead, and 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 finding those places where we can push ourselves beyond our, our comfort zone um, there there is risk in that and quite honestly if if we as teams don't fail sometimes then we are not pushing ourselves hard enough right we're not finding that that innovation we're not finding that that level if we don't say hey, you know this one worked great this one could have could have been better. And so I, I think for me it's it's for my own self and for, for the team is is finding that line, creating that environment where where failure is not just okay, but failure is a is a necessary part of innovation and, and of pushing ourselves and our brand to, to new places in the market.
0: Uh, we'll move a little bit uh, to the topic of diversity and inclusion, Stacey. Uh, as a leader, what do you think are the most important dimensions for organizations to consider when you're building a diverse and uh, inclusive company or brand? There are many, but let me, I guess, call out a few that, that maybe bubble to the
1: top for me. So so one is in the, in the hiring part of the equation, right, which we know hiring is only one piece of this, it's really about hiring for potential, not for experience or fit, right? Because when you hire for fit, you can often create incredibly homogenous teams, right? That, That actually exclude diversity. And so really this idea of hiring for the future, hiring for what's possible, I think becomes really important um uh, and then as i said hiring is a, is one part of the equation it's what happens when people are are there right because you also have to create an environment where everyone can see themselves and everyone ha- can see a path for themselves and they want to contribute so i think um one of the most important elements is building a culture of shared purpose right it creates that belonging, it creates the fact that we're all in this together side by side, um, you know, going after the same sets of things. And for GemPact, our purpose, our articulated purpose is the relentless pursuit of a world that works better for people. And I think very deliberately looking for the people who are looking to create a world that works better for people is incredibly empowering and helps to create diverse organizations to get to that really big goal. One other thing, I guess, or maybe, maybe one or two other things, is, you know, f- for me, it's clearly that it starts at the top, right? That the leadership is incredibly important. And one of the things that Gempact, um, our CEO, Tiger Tiagarajan, he is incredibly passionate and committed to to diversity. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we were w- without his leadership. So it starts at the top, but it absolutely does not end there. And so again, for us at, le- at GenPack, we're very focused on making sure that, uh, that women at all stages of their career have support systems and groups, and they can be peer groups, they can be mentoring groups, they can be leadership development groups, but at all stages, women are surrounded by others to help them on their journey not just a top-down approach but but
0: throughout the organization so i think for me those are the things that really i guess bubble to the top that's uh, very interesting and quite comprehensive and holistic uh, stacy because i think it covers multiple aspects which are important in every organization uh, but I'd now like to take the focus on, let's say, the women themselves, right? What, in your view, are, let's say, the most critical skills for women to consciously develop uh, as they kind of, you know, navigate a long-term and meaningful career? Yeah,
1: I think that, um, you know, I-, I think identifying what unique perspective or skill you bring to any table, right, a conversation, a project, a program, and then and then being unafraid to own it. I think that that is an incredibly important thing. and I think the faster the sooner in your career that you that you learn that and that you own it, the, 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 the more you will feel that you belong at any table. right there, again, think early stage, you might not have nearly as much experience when you sit around a, a table virtual or, or physical with a number of your of, of people right in your organization. But, but in that instance, what you have is a fresh perspective or you have the perspective of a, of a different you know, generation. So I'd say in, in each room, in each conversation, what you bring might be different, but the faster you can identify what that is and lean into that, uh, the more you can feel confident in what you're contributing to any conversation, to any you know, project or or program. I'd say another area is, um, is empathy. So women, as we know, tend to be naturally empathetic. It's also historically a trait that maybe wasn't seen as, um, as, as beneficial uh, in the workforce as it is now, right? Um, and so I would say, do not blunt that part of your personality if you have it naturally. And if it isn't natural for you, nurture it because it is absolutely critical. The more senior you get, that empathy becomes so key to how you lead and how you influence others and how you motivate yourself. And I guess the last one I would say is um, is a little bit of that fearlessness, right? Don't seek permission or wait for an invitation for something you feel strongly about or where you know you have something to contribute. There, We've all been there, right? In that moment in time where you're thinking something and you're thinking something and you don't say it, you self-edit. And then 10 minutes later, somebody else says it and everyone's like, oh, great. And off you go, right? And you're in your mind, you say I, I knew that. Why why did I wait? Why did I hold myself back? And so I would say really not waiting for an invitation, not waiting for that pause to get your moment, but, but leaning into something and contributing when you know you have something to contribute. That, that fearlessness, I think, becomes incredibly important.
0: Thanks, Stacy. I think I think those are wonderful um, nuggets of wisdom. And I think they're very relevant for probably young women professionals as they are for senior leaders. Stacey, you've had a very long and successful and interesting and inspiring career. And now like, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how do you manage to navigate between your own professional commitments and personal responsibilities. What approaches, solutions, support systems, or technology have you used over the years at different stages and phases of your own life?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. I mean, I think the the most important thing for, for me is for all of us to remember. And I remind myself all the time is you know w- we're not going to get it right every day, right? So the reality is, I'm I'm am a mother of of two. I have um, two boys and. Uh, you know, honestly, some days I do I do better at the mom thing than other days, and some days I do better at the CMO thing than other days, right? So I think it's just understanding. And by the way, I actually think one of the things that the pandemic has given us—it's taken many things—but I think the pandemic it's given us um, a, a very real, every single person uh, in the workforce. It's given us a, a much clearer view of the entirety of a, of a person's whole self and that there that there is so much blurring right now we i mean i've i've been i've been working out of my home you know nonstop um for over a year now right so by definition the boundaries are incredibly blurred even more blurred than they were before and i think there's there's a much greater recognition of that than there ever has been before. So so that's one thing the pandemic I think has given us is that is that global recognition of the whole self and the and the the need to to be flexible and to give ourselves a break in knowing that we can't do all of it all the time. So it just means at any given moment you just have to choose and then you have to not apologize for that choice. You make the best choices you can at the moment and don't look back. So that's just sort of a little bit of my philosophy, if you will. I do think that there are many tools uh, and systems that have also helped us do that, right? You've got all the productivity tools that you that we would all expect, right? We all live on Teams and Zoom and all of those things now. Um, but then you have all of your sort of wellness tools, I guess I'll call them for lack of a for lack of a better term, which again, in this last year, I think have become even more important, right? So uh, you know, we have Headspace. We in our organization we use Headspace, um, which is a, a is an app that allows you to just take moments of, of clarity, moments of time out um, for yourself. Um, we use our own technology. Uh, we have a tool that we call Amber that actually allows us to check in with our employees. We have, you know we have almost 100,000 employees around the world, right? It allows us to just check in and say, "Hey, Stacy, how are you feeling today?" And so that real, we get a real time bead that says, oh, you know what? People may be dipping. People may be getting tired there. You know, what can we do to make sure that spirits remain high? Or how do we give everybody a break? Everybody's been at this thing for a long time, this whole pandemic thing. How do we create a release valve? So I think there's a lot of different tools, right? We have mental health support um, across our company globally. So to me, these wellness tools that really look at the entirety of a person and their world, I think has been very, very important. And then the final thing I'll say on the tools part is again, I've talked about my own continuous learning, but Genpact is a culture of continuous learning, right? It's what we do, we learn every single day. And so uh, genome is our internal learning tool that is real time learning, right? You can learn in micro bits, right? If you've got five minutes, you quickly pick up, you know, quick information that you need on this topic and off you go. Or if you need a much deeper path to learning, you can actually get on your learning path, and you can learn over time in your spare time. So this idea of learning being able to happen anywhere at any time and being able to harness the collective intelligence of 100,000 people so that all of us is as smart as any of us um, is also i think has been critically important it's always been important but through the pandemic it's become even more important
0: that's really nice to hear stacy i like how uh you know you you are looking at yourself as a whole and as you know sort of uh, as an individual and you know how that you know every part of life affects what we bring to work and addressing it in a very holistic way so i think that's great Our third and last segment of the podcast is the rapid fire segment. We look forward to hearing quick and quirky stories from our guests. Okay, so the first question is, what was the last book you read and why? James Patterson, NYPD read.
1: um, And I always alternate one murder mystery book and then one serious book. So my next up, is Bill Gates, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. Okay.
0: So that's in readiness for your new role, I'm guessing. Good <laughs> luck for that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. When did you last see the sunrise? The last time I know for sure
1: I saw it, like I saw it as an event, was on the beach in Cannes five years ago. I may have seen it other than that, but that was the last time I
0: sat and watched it came up. Wow. So you need to plan for one more trip, Stacy. I Maybe really you just watch do the sunrise. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question is a little fun one. And it's, I'd love to know the answer for this is why do you think women should have girlfriends?
1: Oh, I mean, it's just a must, right? It, it's how we're yeah. seeing. Those are the people that truly see us and hear us and accept us and support us. I think for, um, for, for, for mental health, I think it's an absolute must and girlfriends are just good fun. So we all, we all need more fun and laughter in our lives. Of course. (laughs) Where
0: would you like to travel for a holiday when the world opens up? Hawaii. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, My next question is actually a question of two. It's like a twosome. Who do you call first when you have a moment of success and who do you call first when everything goes wrong? Easy. My mom and my mom. It's always my mom. (laughs) That's wonderful. So you're mama's girl. That's great. I am. <laughs> okay. Which celebrity alive would you like to meet given a chance?
1: Um, I guess she's not a traditional celebrity, if you will, but Michelle Obama. I think she is just um, I think she's fascinating and fierce and so incredibly uh smart and um and thoughtful. And so michelle i'd love to um if you're if you're available i'd love to catch up we could have some dinner something <laughs> stacy take me along too because
0: i'd love to meet michelle too.
1: <laughs> but i'll tell you this if she reaches out post this podcast you are definitely coming with me absolutely
0: okay let's hope to that and thank you so so much for your time
1: thank you thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun and 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 thank you for doing this